like that, he's gone. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why everybody welcome to episode 186 of the art jacob do america podcast i'm your host in the place to be mr jacob p and sitting right across from me is the beautiful brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to them and millions what the fuck is up man uh happy thanksgiving if you want to hear us talk about thanksgiving some more listen to our patreon only episode that shit was dope yeah that shit i was somebody almost died at my family uh thanksgiving and um because of that art got a free yeah it's a whole pot well not a whole pie anymore because i <laughs> ate a slice during the last episode so if you're into asmr subscribe to the patreon where you know we'll give you some ASMR. we're all about the people yeah give the people what they want um Guys, hope you guys all had a happy Thanksgiving. 2020 is almost over. I think we're all happy about that. You know what else makes 2020 a little bit better and a little more tolerable for the next, like, three or four weeks that are left? Some Caveman Coffee. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. I just checked out their entire inventory myself because sometimes I don't really know what's going on on there. They got some joggers on there for, like, really cheap. And I think tomorrow, which is Monday, they're going to have a Cyber Monday sale. So that's just going to be dope. And if you add the promo code America at checkout, you will receive 15% off. Mm. I just made myself some of the decaf coffee this morning because if I drink the regular one, hold on, I'm going to burp. It's out of my system now. Anyways, um, if uh, if I drink the regular one, I get super jittery and I'm all over the place and I'm like borderline uh, insane. So it's like a little brown Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, dude. So uh, basically, they also got the decaf one. If you're the same as me and just prefer the decaf, just prefer some some of that placebo effect vibe. And you just want something warm while you're chilling or watching um, some weird shit on YouTube, like I like to do in the mornings. Um, that shit's right up my alley. Maybe it's right up your alley. So check them out, Caveman Coffee. Type in America. Check out. Yes. So speaking of sponsors, make sure you check out our other sponsor, guys. The great, the powerful, and the flavorful. El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Guys, the kings of flavor since 1968. That is 50 plus years of flavor town. So right here in front of me, um, I got three different flavors. I got the Chipotle, which is like kind of a sweeter blend, if you will, as well as the Caribbean. I picked that for a reason today, as well as the one of the original green habanero um, hot sauces. Guys, dude, the so, green one's like my favorite one right now. Dude, dude yeah. Like, I mean, 
having days off because of Thanksgiving, you know, all I'm eating in the morning is like eggs, you know, continuously yeah. <laughs> just because, you know, hey, you're trying to get ready for that Thanksgiving meal, right? Yeah, yeah. Or trying to recover from Thanksgiving meal. You know, you don't want to carb up too much. So everything egg related, green goes great on top of that. And shout out to Jesus, who's been doing the Lord's work. He always is. By, you know, tagging himself tagging El Yucateco as well as Caveman Coffee and posting it to the social media. So, guys, please make sure you do that. That way it shows El Yucateco that, hey, you guys are listening. You guys are taking part. You guys are purchasing the products. You, you know, you're supporting both us as well as the sponsors. And when you do that, we'll send you out some swag. So I sent out um, a couple of things uh, last week. Hopefully it's going to reach some fans out there. One went to South Korea. Holy uh, shit. One of the members of BTS, if not. But, guys... If you're having trouble getting some El Yucateco, because El Yucateco is found pretty much wherever food is sold, uh, just go to elyucateco.com and go to the shop. You can get yourself, you know, any of the sauces there. Uh, some of them are a little bit harder to find. You know, Chipotle. Even I've here never town, even seen that one. Yes, I mean, uh, Caribbean's pretty hard to find. If, you, if you're having trouble finding any of these sauces, just go to El Yucateco and enter promo Do America at checkout. That is Do America. And you'll get yourself 10% off. Um, of some flavorful El Yucateco, or you can buy yourself some swag. You know, they they have socks. They have they actually have like thongs and bikini bottoms and fucking flip flops and cornhole games and shit. Damn, they got, they got all sorts of El Yucateco stuff, guitar picks and shit. If you want ten percent off of those things, go there and our promo code Dude America, and it'll show them that you are supporting the show. So, what are we talking about this week, Art? Guys, it's been a while since we hit you guys up with one of these. Crazy mysteries. I think Jacob will probably drop some uh, funky beats or something to this one. But this is a uh, this is one that's been pretty popular around like the the internet sleuths around the world, mm-hmm. and it is the missing case, the disappearance of Lars Jakahim. I actually I didn't want to even try it with the middle name, but Lars Matikin Matikin. Uh, I have Matank. Matank. Or okay. Matank, if I guess we're it's, saying it's, it properly. It's German. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's He's German. Yeah. I'm not even going to try to we're fuck with We're one and a half Mexicans here. Like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, you guys brutalize Spanish sometimes. I brutalize Spanish because I'm half white. But just to get us to say anything German is going to be hard. So I would like to, like, start this episode off um, by saying, like, yeah, we're going to make some jokes. Because I've been reading, like, I've had time, you know, during this Thanksgiving, you know, break you know, going over some DMs, looking over comments on the Instagrams. And sometimes we get flack for, you know, making jokes, you know, for missing persons cases. Like, I believe one of them that kind of, like, had, like, a whole fucking, like, 50 comment thread was, like, a couple of years ago. Like, where there was a case, like, a missing persons episode that we did where, you know, there was a guy that, you know, fell down a chimney and he was... uh wasn't found for like you know a couple of years but i guess there's some people that like went to high school this guy thought we were making fun of him guys this is a comedy podcast we mean no disrespect by anybody that goes missing or is you know found yeah. dead or anything like that but it's kind of like our coping mechanism mechanism so you know we're not di- trying to disrespect anybody and if we are we apologize but at the same time you know we want to entertain people but at the same time bring light to these subjects and I've listened to a few podcasts this week's in regards to this topic and you know they're doing their due diligence they're giving us the facts and whatnot but I just find myself tuning out and not caring about it at all so yeah it's kind of like our way of kind of balancing the universe like making you guys care but at the same time entertaining you a little bit so yeah and I would say on the not want to say the flip side of that but also just to add on to that 
you know, this is not our full time job. This is not yeah. our eight to five kind of job. Um, so if we miss something, I remember when we did Circle Bill Letters, we got like this <laughs> giant like paragraph about things we missed and all this kind of like hoop hoop nanny. Um, but I, I, guys, like this is not. We don't spend hours and hours, and we didn't travel out to Germany to do face-to-face research type of thing so and i will say this doing my research on this topic like there was a it seems like there's a lot of things that get lost in translation because if you look at you know a different article you know you're going to get a different explanation of the events that occurred so this is like our best efforts to shine some light on a missing person's case because this guy is still missing he's been dubbed the most famous missing person on youtube you know because he has over 16 million views on this case you know because there's famous footage of him uh leaving an airport um but i forgot where i was going (laughs) (laughs) but anyways guys take it all with a grain of salt yes so all right do you want to kick this motherfucker off all right so you know one of the things that really struck me about this case right off the bat the dude is like pretty similar age to me he was born in february of uh 1986 i was born in may of 1986 Mm -hmm. so as i was doing my research i tried to really put myself in his position of like Mm -hmm. where i was at same here mentally just like what was I thinking at, during these time periods? And, you know, as we'll get into it, there's one point in particular that I'm like, damn, I could see how someone that age and, like, you're at that point in life where you're expected to be more mature than you perhaps are. Mm-hmm. And, like, I could see how mistakes were made. But anyways, um, guys, so he's, uh, as Jacob was saying, he's pretty famous on the internet as, like, a missing persons. He is from Germany. Similar to the age, 1986, I, he must have, he would be 34 now if he were still alive. But, or if he was, he might still be alive. I don't know. I'm going to. Only gonna, God can judge him. Only God can judge him. But anyways, guys, he goes on holiday, which was hilarious because a lot of people online kept saying holiday. I fucking hate that, dude. <laughs> I have, I mean, no offense to any like of our foreign listeners or anything. Even like my Canadian relatives, like whenever they say vacation as a holiday, like it just makes me lose respect for you a little N- bit Nicole Smith's boss, what do you call it? Yeah. That's, it, she's in South Africa, right? Correct. Which is weird. It's weird that there's countries down there. Mm-hmm. Should not be countries... Uh, <laughs> down there but every picture she posts is like fucking beautiful as shit it, so it looks know. it looks really americanized it looks very like con- colonialism took over down there yeah it was like would explain why a white person would be in south africa apartheid sir <laughs> but anyways <laughs> um but anyways nicole do you call it a holiday do you go on holiday is it vacation or holiday it's a vacation god damn it Correct. we live in america a holiday is thanksgiving which we just celebrated i'll call it I'll call it a holiday just because he's German and everyone online's calling it a holiday. He went okay. on a seven-day holiday. You went, you win this round, internet. But anyways, he goes on a, a seven-day holiday to Bulgaria, which already to me, as soon as I heard Bulgaria, I was like, "That's where Borat's from." Like, I didn't expect it to be like beautiful mm-hmm. until I looked into it. I was like, "Oh shit!" Apparently, like that's like the hot spot to go. That's like their Las Vegas. No, I don't know. I hate. Yeah, Las that, Vegas. I was thinking that too. Like, it's like a, <laughs> it's like kind of like Hawaii slash Las Vegas. Yeah, because uh, I guess Varna, Bulgaria, like, and I guess the specific like area. Is there Miami? Would you say is there Miami? Like yeah. Miami seems to be like Miami Beach. Yeah, Miami Beach. Like, yeah, just a lot of young, hot, east. Like, I guess a people lot of people are drinking. People are doing borderline illegal drugs yeah i took a pill in a pizza like yeah. that fucking mike posner song or whatever but yeah like i i thought the same thing too like when i think of like bulgaria which is like eastern europe like you think of like fucking like like babushkas with like yeah. their fucking heads covered like like 
They push the ox cart, yeah. you know, to sell the fucking turnips or whatever, yeah. and like that's pretty racist. <laughs> anyway, sorry, yeah, I'm half white. I can say this shit, all right. <laughs> um, but like, you look at this place. I guess like the resort town is called Golden Sands. It looks a lot like Miami Beach, and I guess it's a popular place where like people from Germany, Paris, you know, the UK, like they all vacation there. And I was like, that's weird, like because you have France and Spain just like below you that you can just go to, which is probably a lot nicer Mm -hmm. but i guess the reason why you know it's popular amongst younger folks like you know he's 28 at this time is because it's pretty inexpensive so you know he's he has like a job i believe he's like some kind of engineer or something like that so he's like he's he's at the entry level part of his life like you said like you know i'm putting myself in that 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 time frame i'm like okay i'm new to my job relatively you know i'm not at the top of the food chain yet but you know I'm, i'm i'm better than i am than i am working like at a professional job or at a you know part time job, so it's like I can't really afford you know can yet or like the, the Monte Carlo <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But I can afford I can I can afford Varna Bulgaria, which looks like a you know mini fucking Miami Beach, which is popular with young people you know from you know Western Europe. Yeah, very touristic. One of the things that kept popping into my mind, do you remember that movie Hostile? Hostile? Yes, the Eli Roth movie. Yeah, yeah. it, it just kind of kept popping into my mind. And we'll get into more of why it keeps popping into my mind. But anyways, so he's there on holiday with his with his mates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we don't mean to keep laughing, but it is funny. There's a language barrier. We, we're do, we do America, guys. Like We don't yeah. normally do Eastern Europe too today, often. Today we're Jacob do Eastern European. <laughs> Uh, but he's there on holiday with his mates. Uh, he seems one of the things that his mates do keep pointing out, and you know, right off the bat, you hear this a lot, especially if you listen to the YouTubers, and I'm sure on the podcast they bring up that he was sticking to a pretty slim diet, a lot of salads, uh, not a lot of fast foods. Um, he actually, I don't think he ate fast food the entire time he was there. It was basically. Soup and salad. Yeah. And the hotels that they were at were providing food. I, I forgot. They have a word for that. It's but like all-inclusive All-inclusive, yeah. So the all-inclusive resort was also having like a nightly dinners that they would pr- mm-hmm. give them. And he was kind of avoiding that. He was just taking their like side salads and like that was it. It's weird. You know, like I... Especially at that age, dude. Yeah. Your metabolism is still relatively good. You're probably at the peak of your like... You just hit your fucking... Testosterone peak. Yeah, this is this is you at your at your peak, bro. Twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I wish I was twenty eight right now. Yeah, twenty (laughs) eight was a good year, man. Twenty eight was probably like me at my physical prime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could say that too. Yeah, Mm. um, but like his friends were saying, because he went with five friends, but only two friends really stood out. Um, in the media, like, or spoke in the media. Uh, but they pretty much all said the same thing. You know, for most of the vacation, you know, he was pretty relaxed, pretty chill. Um, just laid back with his mind on his money and his money on his mind, um, you know, chilling on the beach, swimming on the pool. I guess they were playing football, which I, I'm assuming he was playing soccer. Foot, football. Football. And the, uh, they, were, they were there during the World Cup time, which explains, you know, why they spent a week out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, hey, why, you know, watch it in your little, like, podunk town when you can, like, go to, like, this exotic location, you know, go to, you know, bars and clubs, and, you know, and... There's something to that, you know. You know, there, you can watch a game by yourself in your living room, and that's cool. But like, you know, if something big like the Olympics or like the World Cup, like you want to be there, like you know, like amongst like the energy where the action. Yeah, is at. definitely. Yeah. And um, that's kind of like where the story takes a dark turn, you know. 
So this is actually the first time I saw conflicting reports was at this point of the story. Uh, when I first heard of the story, um, he was with his mates at a bar watching a, a football game. And um, kind of a still very, and I again bring up when you're 28, you are at a point where you are expected to be more mature, but something about like the 28 year old, like boy man like mentality is still like you're not there yet and i think that he was i think people kept saying that he was going around taking the flags and like putting like yeah his flags that he liked in like a certain place and things like that it was irritating some of the other people at the bar um an argument breaks out at this bar and apparently um him and his mates decide to just like break it up and be cool about it there's no big exchange from what I've seen, other people say that the exchange did get pretty rowdy and somebody took a pull cue and like swung it at him. Um, that's very Patrick Swayze of him, yeah. Like they took, like they tried to, and and that's what I initially had heard that that's where he got his like ruptured eardrum from, from a pull cue to the head. But apparently, that's not the story. Apparently, like they just get really rowdy and then they break it up and then they go their separate ways. Okay. From what I saw, I don't know if you saw anything different. Yeah, I saw that, but I saw like like he was doing that, like he got drunk, and that he he was more of like a jovial drunk, which I can relate to. That's how like a few times in my life that I do drink, like I'm I'm a silly, I'm a goof, you know. Yeah. So I can relate to this. I kept relating to this guy, um, you know, where he was, you know, being mischievous. He was moving the flags around, and I guess he was wearing uh, his favorite football team, which was you know Werder Bremen. I'm gonna say that as best in my drunk next time. <laughs> And uh, I guess it's like a green and white, you know, jersey or whatever. And I guess it was already that was like, you know, pissing off, you know, uh, another, you know, group of German tourists who were, you know, for the rival team, you know, for whatever, you know, league that they were in, uh, Bayern Munich. And I guess like that's like the Lakers and the Celtics or fucking the Bears and the Packers. Like there's like this like long storied history, which I can also relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when the Lakers won a championship with Kobe and Gasol, uh, our buddy Ben and I, we went to South Central L.A. to the parade. I don't know why we chose like to (laughs) to, to (laughs) celebrate in South Central. I guess it was just like one of those dumb late 20s things like because I was 28 at that time as well. And, you know, we saw a Celtics fan get stomped out at that, you know, that parade, you know, and even the police were like allowing it to happen. Like, well, that's what you get, you know, for wearing a Celtics jersey in a Laker parade. So I I could see, you know, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I'm like, well, we don't understand why there would be so much violence wearing an opposing team's jersey. And, you know, me being a Lakers fan, seeing the Celtics fan get stomped out or being a Dodgers fan. And having those cholos beat the shit out of that, you know, Giants fan at Dodger Stadium, I get it. Those sh- that shit happens. Like that's it's like Bloods and Crips almost. Yeah, yeah. And so like they're seeing him changing the flags out, and it's already irritating him because he's wearing you know the opposing person's jersey. So he's already enemy number one at this point. Yeah, and and I don't want to just add fuel to the fire and ever like bash anyone the way they look or anything like that. But if you ever, like, Google what he looks like, he does look like the stereotypical, like, preppy white guy, like, clean-cut white guy. I could see how, and, and you know, to each their own. But that does, you 
you gotta admit that does rub some people the wrong way. Whenever you have preppy white guy, drunk guy, like acting a fool, very like European club club going guy. Yeah, yeah. like he's gonna hop into his like convertible and like play like some like techno music. Kind of th- <laughs> Everybody dance now. <laughs> hey, tell me that's not the, like the dopest like Slayer should cover that because that is like a hard ass rip. <laughs> or Ghost, I can see Ghost yeah. doing that. Oh, Ghost man, those guys I mean- play with Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, though. Like, I looked at him, and he looks like that typical, like, um, I don't want to say douchey, because, like, I do feel bad for the guy, but, like... Yeah, he, I don't want to say that, but I just want to point out that the reality in life, sometimes you have to, like, realize, like... Like, like for me, like, I'm, I'm a Mexican dude. There's places in Bakersfield that I know that if I go to a certain bar, like, if I go to Traps. O'Hennings or something like that... Oh, yeah. Like, if I go to O'Hennings, I'm not going to try to, like, start, like cheering every time i see like the fuck like you know like i i'm I'm gonna try to keep it low key because there's places that i'm i know i'm not well liked in my own town Mm -hmm. you know i think that sometimes you just need to be self-aware of like where you are and what you look like just saying true and i kept thinking too because like you would see pictures of him and he kind of looks like a young conor mcgregor before mcgregor like you know grew out his beard Mm -hmm. like he kind of like looks like you know the plumber mcgregor as opposed to like the ufc fighter mcgregor and i wanted to like say that joke like well maybe he went missing because he started a ufc career (laughs) because it was right right around the time he goes missing is right around the same time that um you know conor mcgregor's career takes off the ufc but kind of there's some overlap for about a year or so in there but you know i I guess it's important to note that like they took off on this trip on july 30th 2014 uh no june 30th 2014 and that you know for most of this week you know it was just a lot of relaxing watching world cup games and eating soups and salads and whatnot but pretty much shit starts to pop off like around july 6th um, the the previous night before, like you were saying, you know, the bar incident and whatnot, you know, he gets into a scuffle with these guys and then pretty much nothing comes of it. It's just that, you know, just a lot of like, oh, you fuck you, you fucking prick, you fucking yeah. or whatever. And but then on July 6th, um, you know, the friends, you know, after, you know, night of drinking, you know, they decide to go to the McDonald's on Golden Sands property. And the way it was explained to me on these po- other podcasts I was listening to. Um, they said that like it wasn't a McDonald's you would necessarily go in and eat at. It was very pandemic friendly where you just order at the window and then take it to go and then eat it within the property. Um, his friends all, you know, were ordering at the window, but Lars, you know, he was on a soup and salad diet, decided to just kind of like walk around, you know, the, you know, the area where this McDonald's was and he runs into these people again and this is where the fight breaks out where he gets his eardrum ruptured. So, so I do want, I don't want to correct that because that's not right. But it's not wrong. Do you know like the Little Caesars? Like how it's like you can't eat at a Little Caesars. No. But you just go in there. But there is an indoors type of thing. It's kind of set up like that. Like okay. it was just kind of a thing. Like because they do have it. I saw pictures of it on a, on a on a YouTuber had had the actual picture of what that McDonald's is. So I guess he decides to wait outside. Although the outside is like if I was like you know like a Little Caesars is like you wouldn't. They're not gonna sit down and eat there or whatever. So, yeah, they do make the assumption that he just waddles himself back to the hotel room or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that is, you know, when he goes missing for, like, the entire night. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is strange to me. That is my first, like, Red let's flag. put a pin on this moment right here. Because do you remember when, like, we went to see the Nine Snails, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about that trip because that's us at a very similar age. I think I was either 27 or 28 when that happened. 
and we were in San Francisco, you know, out of our comfort zone, out of our area. We don't really know the area. We know San Francisco, but we don't know the streets themselves. Correct. And I feel like that's kind of where he, where he is at this point in life, you know? And like, if, if like Ben would have gone missing that night to have like a very nonchalant thing where it's like, Oh, Ben didn't come back to the hotel. Yeah. He's probably just eating pizza. Like to have that kind of mentality. I do find that a little bit strange that his mates were a little bit like, Oh, well, whatever. Unless there's a part of the story that they're not telling us. And maybe he was like hooking up with girls and like banging chicks or something like on the side. Coke like off a hooker's butt. And, And that is a possibility. Like that is a very real possibility. He did have a girlfriend back back in russia and maybe that's a part germany. that they don't want or sorry in germany <laughs> sorry in germany and maybe that's a part of the story they don't want to tell because maybe. it might hurt her feelings or something like that but mm-hmm. you know the fact that he goes missing for a night and nobody seems that concerned about it is a little little bit alarming to me yeah because i could see that as well um to, to reference san francisco again um uh me and two of my mates you know uh-huh. we went to see uh you guys were on holiday to see mastodon uh holiday to see tool oh tool and we were also in um in San Francisco, and we were renting, or not renting, we uh, we got a hotel, like, in a really bad part of San Francisco. We're talking, like, homeless people dying on the streets and shit, like, literally in front of us. And, like, after the show, like, we were trying to find something to eat. Everything was closed down. The only thing we could find was, like, this subway that was, like, literally, like, the jankiest subway of that all time. That sounds disgusting late at night. Subway yeah. late at night sounds gross. There was, like, flies, like, in the tuna, like, that was in the meat section. And I don't know why we agreed to eat there, but we did. But, like, there was all sorts of, like, seedy people coming in and out of there and just looking at us just like, you're not from here. Like, asking us questions like that. And I was just like, no, but, like, we're we're getting ready to go. Like, you could tell, like, it's just like they were, like, trying to push us out. Like, yeah. you know, there was going to be some trouble if not. And I remember, like, the guy, like, asking us, like, well, are you going to eat here? Or are you guys going to take it to go? And I was like, oh, I think it's pr- – I don't know why I said this. I was like, it's probably a good idea that we take it to go. And, like, some, like, crazy-eyed guy was, like, looking at us like, yeah, it is a good idea that you take it to go don't want to get caught up in some shit huh and i was just like yes sir (laughs) you know and so like that plays a part later on in the story as well too where it's just like he finds himself like in all these like seedy locations and shit yeah definitely and like i i just i just found that strange like when i was hearing that and i thought maybe i read that wrong and heard it wrong because then later on i had to this morning i decided to like look it up on youtube Mm -hmm. again and like found a very good youtube about it i was just like nope his mates just kind of forget about him and stinky went back to the hotel room and i know that they were sharing different hotel rooms but still the fact that like the next morning he's still not there Mm -hmm. is and they're not really that alarmed like it's a little bit weird fucked up friends man yeah a little bit weird like to me that that is a little bit weird unless there is that element of hey he was like hooking up with chicks and there is a girl that appears later on that i don't you didn't see that there's, a, there's very briefly she shows up as uh they want to share a cab ride to the airport together which i thought was very strange that she only shows up for a very brief time period and then like is not seen hmm. anymore yeah but anyways yeah so he goes uh missing or whatever for a little bit of time um until the morning because i guess the next morning they all were supposed to like leave you know together go back home guess what it was explained like they were gonna it was like 1200 miles away from where they were at going back to germany then they would have to take a train back to their small little podunk town or village Mm -hmm. or whatever right and so i guess like he told like uh one of his friends he said like hey I, I, you know, I, I got into a fight, you know, I ruptured my eardrum, you know, I went to the, you know, the hospital this morning and they prescribed me this medication and they said, it's not safe to, to, you know, 
to fly right now because I can, you know, further rupture my eardrum if, you know, I get on this plane. And anybody that's ever been on a plane, you always have like that weird like equilibrium shift. I guess that's like why you get, um, what's it called, uh, jet lag and shit. But like, you know, like they have to pressurize the cabin, you know, because you're up way up in the air and shit. And, you know, your ears start fucking with you, you know, like, I remember the first time I ever rode on an airplane, like I had to keep like yawning to try to pop my ears because it feels like your your, your yeah. eardrum is literally going to explode like if you don't. And so like I guess the doctor that he saw was like, yeah, I don't advise you, you know, traveling like with this, you know, eardrum problem and that, hey, you probably want to like chill for a while. And like the friends were like, this is another thing that struck me weird too is like you were talking about like the abandonment his friends did to him, you know, that night before. But, like, a couple of his friends were just like, well, do you want us to stay with you? Because, like, we've already checked out of this hotel room. Like, where are you going to stay? Because, you know, everything's packed. Like, you know, we'll stay with you, help take care of you and whatnot. And he's like, oh, no, just go ahead and leave without me. I'll find something by my own. And then, like, I guess everyone was just like, all right, then peace. Like, we're taking off back to Mother yeah. Germany and shit or the Fazerland. And so um, he stays behind. I guess he goes to, I guess goes back to a hospital and or I'm fucking missing something up here, but... um, Well, his friends were trying to convince him to go to a hospital, and he was not having it. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not going to have it until later on they do convince him, like, go check it out in the hospital. Did you already say that he went to the hospital for the first time? Yeah, I guess he went in the morning, and that's where he got, like, the medicine, which was, like, uh, cefiroxamine 500, Yeah, and which is, like, an antibiotic. Yeah. And so, I guess... Which is like, another interesting thing that mm-hmm. that has... Which is weird. Yeah, you have a ruptured eardrum and you're getting an antibiotic, which is going to kill bacteria. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why and, they would and, prescribe that. And I guess like right now, I, I, I'd rather bring it up right now, but that antibiotic has actually been discontinued. Really? Yeah. So I, I looked it up because he, when he called, he, later on he does make a phone call to his mom. And he says, um, Mom, what is CFC 500 milligrams? Like, what is that? And I guess he sounded pretty panicky when he was on the phone with her. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to look that up to just see. And I looked up to the side effects, and most of the side effects were like it causes diarrhea, it causes vomiting, it, it like pretty like violent like diarrhea is like the main thing that made it go discontinued. Not a lot of things about like mental illness. Like, Paranoia. You know, man. Yeah, nothing like that, at least not that I saw. But it has been discontinued since mm-hmm. then. So just and- another little pin in the strangeness yeah and one thing i like want to point out right here too so like this is where him and his friends like are at this crossroad and like they leave and i guess like uh one of the two friends that you know continuously speaks to the media uh they said like he didn't seem you know you know uh, paranoid or scared or anything like that like he just seemed like he's just like oh man i got this inconvenience of like having my eardrum ruptured. I guess his job like regularly tested like his hearing because I guess like his job like as some kind of engineer I want to say like dependent on his you know sense of hearing. So like he just seemed like really like put out by that. Um, the fact that like he was looking forward to going back home to seeing his girlfriend as well as like his parents. I guess like his dad had had a stroke like a couple months beforehand. So like on his off days from work, like he would go help out with his father. And so, like, he just seemed, like, pretty bummed about, like, all of that. Like, it was just like, oh, this is a big, you know, inconvenience to, like, everything that was going on. And so he, like, his friends were, like, were just like, well, let's help you find a hotel. And so I guess, like, found, like, a hotel, um, like, in a really, like, shitty part of town. But it was, like, the closest one to the airport. I guess it was, like, Hotel Color or Kalar or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, how the other podcasts were pronouncing it. And I guess, like, 
it was pretty infamous for being like again like in a bad part of town but i guess like the bulgarian mafia like was a big deal like in this hotel like in when i looked into like the bulgarian mafia like what they were doing like it was a lot of like um like drug transportation, human trafficking. Um, I saw something about like uh, like organ harvesting and whatnot, but like I, nothing I can really confirm like a hundred percent. But like mostly it was just like a lot of human trap, like prostitution and drugs, pretty much. I mean, yeah, it sounds like there was some shady shit going on around this time period, um, and yeah, it's a pretty shady motel. Like this is the part that reminds me of of Hostile, the movie, mm-hmm. like. Where it's like dudes bumming it, and they're trying to like get get across the Eastern European <laughs> side of the country, and like they get in trouble, kind of thing. And it it to me, this is the only time that shit starts to really fall apart, and his friends aren't there anymore, like really fall apart. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'll let you continue. Your your notes seem very organized compared oh. to mine. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, this is like where he starts to, you know, call his mom on a more consistent basis. Yeah. And like, this is like where you start to see the paranoia like take effect where he's just like, he calls mom and he's just like, he's just like, hey, like there's somebody like following me. There's people trying to kill me. He keeps saying there's three men that are out to get me. Correct. And he's just like, I don't, I, I, I don't. I don't want to keep my credit cards. I need you to, to cancel all my credit cards. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was speaking to her like on a, like an old cell phone. I guess he left his like real cell phone. Like I guess it would have been like iPhone five at this time. He left that at home and like he took like some prepaid um, cell phone. So he would like call her every once in a while like, hey, can you add more minutes on here? And like, I guess the phone was like so old, like it wouldn't hold a charge very long. He goes like, I got to get off the phone with you because, you know, the phone's about to die and whatnot. And so like the mom's just like hearing all of this shit and it's just like, whoa, fuck, my son's like in trouble. And so she calls him back. She's like, hey, I got you a bus ticket, you know, just to get back home. Like, just just take that ticket. Like, I'll send you all the ticket information. Just go to the bus station. And then like, you'll go there and like, no, I can't. Like, they're out to get me. They're almost here. And I guess like the hotel's like, um, you know, closed circuit system, like caught him like on video and i guess like he was like pacing up and down the hallway like looking out the window and they didn't really see anybody else there but like he was pretty much there like all day doing this like and and he does leave for a while yes he he does he leaves i guess like at one o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and like nobody can account for what where he went but he comes back i guess like an hour later and um he calls his mom again and he's like inside of his room and he's whispering like hey they're almost here you know, again, like, hey, did you cancel the credit cards? You know, these people are here. They're here to, like, rob and kill me. And the mom said something, like, that was, like, really disturbing where she was like, I can, like, almost hear his heart yeah, over the that. phone. And I was just like, that again, like you said, like, let's put a red pin here. And I was just like, that's very suspicious. Like, yeah, I've been scared. But, like, to hear, like, and maybe she was exaggerating. I don't know. But I thought that was a very important detail. Like, I can hear his heart beating over the phone. Yeah. That tells That tells me something right there. Well, I mean, he could be, like, full-on panic attacking and, like, Mm -hmm. you don't know. Like, the reality is, like, we don't know if what he's saying is real or not at this point. Uh, And, and I don't know. It it sounds, the whole thing sounds frightening to me. Like, frightening as fuck. Yeah. From, like, her perspective. Oh, yeah. And, like, because I can't imagine getting a call from a loved one and they're really far away. So, like they're you're powerless like what are you gonna do call the bulgarian government to like try to get a hold of this yeah in like this like very small hotel that's like in the hood like what are you gonna do like the the reality is 
you know, they're probably not going to be able to do anything for a few hours, maybe a few days. I was just listening to the We're Not Sure Yet podcast, and I think Elizabeth was talking. Is she go by Liz or Elizabeth? I don't know. Liz. Uh, we'll call her Liz. Call her government name. Um, so uh, she was saying that one time someone was breaking into her house, and she called the police, and then they were like, we'll be right there, and they didn't show up for like two hours later. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, dude, that's like an emergency. Like, if somebody's breaking in, now imagine you're in a different country and you're trying to get a hold of the right authorities to try to find out about your son. Like it's, it's maddening. Like I, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine being in that position for the mom. And like he's saying, like he's whispering, he's trying to like keep his like voice down. Cause he thinks that they're outside of his room and all this yeah. stuff. And he mentions that medicine, the MC, um, Cephiroxamine 500. Yeah. And he's like, what is that? Why are they giving me this? And he's, he's freaking out at this point. And, and, ju- like, I don't want to say it's justified why he's freaking out, because it's definitely not justified. We don't know. We don't see anyone ever following him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it is it is just a scary idea to be in a strange town in a strange hotel by yourself. That's why, like, I always say, like, I mean, just watching movies like Hostel and, like, there was, like, that movie, like, where the guy goes to Mexico and gets, you know, caught up with, like, you know, some Mexican witchcraft or whatever. Like, that's, like, one of my... It's like, Home Alone, part two. Part three. Oh. No, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> the Homie <name> is, alone. <laughs> the, the name escapes me at this point. But, like, I always have, like, that, like, deep-seated fear of, like, you know, being in a foreign country. Because, like, you're you're isolated from everything. Like, the comfort of, like, I mean, if you were to go to Vegas, like, like everybody there is going to speak English. Everybody, you know, like, you're a citizen. Like, you, you know, there's, there's, there's ways to get through, you know, trouble, yeah. you know, like, within, you know, our borders or whatever. But, like, you're, like, in a whole other, like, country – you're playing by a whole, you know, different set of rules. Like, yeah, like this is like a very touristy town, but it also like makes you a huge target. Like, you know, you know, they said like one of the biggest crimes in this area was like tourists, you know, being targeted, you know, for, you know, kidnapping schemes, you know, ransom and whatnot. And like, you got to think like if that's like legit, like what was going on here. And I guess towards the end of the episode, we'll get into our theories and shit. Like if that's like literally like what's going on here, it's just like you got to think like, holy shit, like. Like my life, like if I don't get like the, what these people want, like my life could be ending, you know, relatively soon, which is a weird thing to be looking at the Grim Reaper at. But like he's calling his mom. And uh, one thing that another thing that stood out to me, too, is just like, hey, I need you to transfer over some money uh, to me. Um, This Bulgarian guy I was talking to said you can use uh, Western Union. I guess like they had never heard of it or used it before. But that struck me as weird, too. Like he goes missing for a little bit. In the middle of the night, and all of a sudden, like some like random ass Bulgarian guy just tells him, like, "Hey, if you need money, you you can get uh, the the Western Union transferred over." So I did see that same thing, and it's mysterious because nobody ever um, brings him up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I heard he was German. That's that's what I heard that he had met like another German person down there, or something like that. But yeah, I mean, the whole this whole case is like super muddy. Like it's hard to find like one concrete source about like again, like you 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 read one article, it's a different story from the next one. Yeah. So um, during this same time period, this is when he tell like his mom convinces him just go to the to the airport tomorrow and fly out of there because his flight was the next day. So she convinces him to do this whole thing. This is the time period that a girl that was also staying at that same hotel, and this is the whole thing that brings me back to like the whole like him meeting girls down there. Because mm-hmm. if I was like paranoid as fuck and I was afraid someone was gonna kill me, last thing I'm trying to do is like make friends with some girl in the hotel next door or whatever. Yeah. So he makes friends with some girl that's staying at a hotel, like like in the same hotel, but like a couple of rooms down or whatever. Okay. 
And eventually, like, they get to talking. They're going to both take the same um, the same taxi there because her, her taxi is going to have to go further, but it's on the way to the same thing. Okay. So she's actually, like, one of the last people that actually, like, encounters seeing him alive. And, again, like, to me, that that's, like, such a weird red flag that he's still, like, out being social with people and, like, yeah. Yeah, at the same time, like, he's Super. paranoid as fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Really strange. It, it Again, I keep bringing up the whole thing with Hostile, how they'll use, like, women to, like, get dudes drunk or whatever and, like, maybe poison them and, like, kidnap them for, like, their organs or, like, whatever, mm-hmm. or torture. But anyways, he does make it to the, to the airport. He shows up to the airport. He looks calm. He looks cool. He looks like he showered. He even, like, asks, like, the lady for directions because his mom, like, when she buys him, like, that plane ticket, just says, hey, before you get on the plane, make sure you get checked out, you know, by, like, you know, the, you know, the urgent care that's, like, within the whole, the, the airport to make sure, like, your ear is going to be okay to get on this plane because I want you to get here as soon as possible, but I also don't want your head to explode, like, when you get on the airplane. Yeah. And so, like, you can see him, like, on, you know, the, the footage, you know, the video footage, which is on YouTube, you know, asking, you know, like, a, a an airport employee, like, hey, like, where's the, you know, the, the doctor at here in the hospital? And, like, she casually, you know, explains it to him. He's very graceful and, you know, just, like, gracious and, like, continues on. Like, doesn't look like he's, like, in a fucking mad dash rush to get the fuck out of Bulgaria. Yeah. No, he looks totally calm, in, in my opinion. And one of the things that is, you know, he was walking in with a giant duffel bag and his big old backpack. He's walking in, looks calm, makes it to the um, to the doctor that they have on site for the for the airport. Doctor Costa Kostov. Yeah, and apparently Doctor Kostov was saying like, "You look fine. Like your ears good enough to go. You're good to go." In the middle of this entire thing, this construction worker walks in, and at this point, Dr. Kostoff says that he gets freaked the fuck out. Like, he is, at this point, he is panicking again. Like, triggered. Yeah, completely triggered. Doesn't know, he's like, what the hell's going on? And apparently, it's justified that there was some construction going on at the airport, which we'll get into later on, but one of the theories that I have. But he walks in, and um, he's like, yo, chill out. He's just a construction worker. Like, at this point, he freaks the fuck out and like literally runs out. Yeah, he's like I don't want to die here in this airport. Yeah. And like that's the famous footage that you see on YouTube is like him like just straight up like Forrest Gump like booking it the fuck out of there. Like he's like running through the airport like leaves again, those two bags behind. Yeah, leaves his wallet, leaves his passport, leaves his, you know, everything there, like anything that would like help him from here on out. Um, just leaves it there, all of his belongings, and he just books it the fuck out of there, like Macaulay Culkin's dad, like in Home Alone yeah. 2, Lost in New York. <laughs> and, um, you know, he books it out of the airport, and then you see, like, all these, like, pieced together, like, footages from all the, like, security cameras, goes through all the terminals, leaves outside of the airport, and, like, scales, like, this six to eight foot fence with barbed wire on it, nonetheless, and, like, disappears into, like, the nearby forest. Uh, and this is the last time you see yeah. fucking Lars. And really quick, it was it was a little forest, but it was not a very large forest. A lot of people think that it's, like, some big forest. They did search the little, like, it's more of a park than anything else. Okay. They, they do search it. There's nothing there. Um, Cadaver dogs and drones yeah. and everything, too. Yeah. yeah. No one could find him. There has been some people saying that they might have seen him. There was a report of a... Truck driver saying, I think it was like 2017, he saw a hitchhiker that fit his description. 
that you know looked like him. There was also a report of someone saying that they saw him in Canada. They would look fine, but he was living in Canada now. <laughs> it was a lot of strange things that like Brazil. Oh, but the private private investigator that was that is still actually I think on his case. Uh, and this is the one that was pretty alarming to me. This prostitute said that she saw him like days after that, like, and they were pretty convinced that that was a pretty matching like description that she gave of him. I don't know if there was any tattoos or anything like that. There's nothing like that. So I don't know if they're keeping that private to like, you know, weave out the fucking liars. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they are convinced that the prostitute did did identify him at one point, but that was it. That was the last time that anyone had any contact with him. Which is like like days after like this event. Like some of those stories like you hear like, oh, we saw him like on a road, which there is like a road like in Bulgaria that goes from like Varna, which is like by the Black Sea, which is where, you know, the Golden Sands is at. And then like, you know, which, which leads like right into the heart of Bulgaria. Very, very... Uh, popular freeway i guess you could say or highway or whatever and some people said like hey they saw him like you know days and weeks you know like walking on this freeway like some truck drivers i believe like a year later as as much as a year later like you said like a couple of truck drivers said that like in 2016 like they picked him up you know because he was just trying to get to, from town to town they believe they those truck drivers believe that was lars um one thing that i thought was a little ridiculous but like you know you see the pictures of this it's like a famous oh, picture. aged picture no, no, not yet. The the guy from Brazil, oh. which like kind of made its way. Like this is like after you know YouTube videos have gone up or whatever. I guess he's at seven million views at this point. But somebody like in Brazil says like, oh, I think we found him here in like Brazil, mm -hmm. and like you see this picture of him. Like he's got like this beard or whatnot. He looks like Tom Hanks, like in that one movie Castaway and shit. And you're like, oh yeah, it kind of does look like him because again, he looks like Conor McGregor a little bit. Like oh, okay, I could see like you know the beard filling in and shit like that. And but it actually turns out that it was another missing person from Canada, I believe Toronto, and I guess it was like this humanitarian guy, um, that, you know, he went missing for uh, you know five years, and you know had like this weird like like amnesia happened to him and whatnot. But you know they were able to you know reconnect him to his family, but they're like, nope, that's not him. And my only thing with that though is just like you know you mentioned earlier, like there were some people that said they thought they found him in Canada. In Europe, it's, it works a little bit better than here in America, where it's just like before 9-11, like you can get on a plane or cross, you know, a border with just like, you know, very minimal ID. In Europe, especially after 9-11, like you're not going to be able to like go like country to country, uh, cross border to border, like with absolutely no identification. Mm -hmm. You know, he leaves all of that behind in the airport. So it's just like, if anything, in my opinion, he's either, if he if he's still alive, He's either still in Bulgaria or he fucking passed away like somewhere like by the Black Sea. Of the elements or something? Probably. Like, I, I mean, mean, I'm sure it gets cold. I mean, it's still yeah. by the ocean. And it's And then they said too, like, it, got, it was like very hot. Like in, for us Bakersfield folks, like where it gets like 115 degrees in our summer. You know, they said that like, you know, during this time period, like it was very hot. He wouldn't have survived the you know forest or whatever because it was like 90 degrees which is laughable to me 
you know, bike riding, you know, during the California fires, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like 110 and whatnot. Uh, but they said that like, you know, it's very hot during that time of year. It's impossible that he would survive there. You know, he was already on that medication that was already dehydrating him. If he was suffering from those side effects like diarrhea and nausea and shit like that, you know, it's possible that he just, you know, died within the forest. But a lot of people said like back home, like he was not known to be somebody that would take holiday to go partying and clubbing, you know, for the world cup. Like he was more of an outdoorsman. Like he knew how to survive off the land, like, you know, going fishing and eating, you know, exotic berries and shit like that to survive. So it's one of those things that, you know, yeah. I mean, this is the part where the internet is like runs wild with theories. One of the theories that people bring up a lot is the fact that, you know, those three men and were they out to like harvest his organs? Like that was the big theory that people had on mm-hmm. online for him. And that if they're harvest, harvesting organs, then they must have ties to local doctors. Um, the whole thing about the, the, the doctor at the airport, um, I actually didn't think much of it when I first saw it. I saw that there was uh, construction going on at the airport I was like, he's paranoid. He might have a concussion. He might have some kind of brain injury from that fight that he was in. Like, honestly, coming into this, I thought he just had some kind of brain injury. Like, mm-hmm. I was just, like, pretty convinced. It wasn't until I saw the investigator where the investigator's pretty convinced that something shady was going on there. And he points out the whole thing about the construction worker walking into the to the um, the physical part of, the, of, of his whole thing. And he was saying, like, when's the last time anyone's ever been with a doctor and uh, this random construction worker or anyone just walks Walks in? in. Like, that's borderline, like, insane to think that that's something that would happen. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of true. Like, I've, I've, you know, you've been to the doctor, you've been, like, all these times, like, doesn't make sense. The other thing that he points out, and it's another doctor visit thing, is when he went to go get prescribed this medication... He was in there for 45 minutes, like the whole thing, because I guess like his friends did eventually take him and his friend said like it took a while. Like, he was in there for 45 minutes. And I was thinking like, you know, when I um, when I've been to the doctor or whatever, it's a fairly quick process. Like you deal with the nurse for like the first 10 minutes and they make you sit and wait for the doctor. And the doctor walks in, checks his notes and goes like, yeah, you got diarrhea. Get out of here. <laughs> like that's essentially what it is. And then they give you your medication and you like get the fuck out of here. It's fairly quick from the point of you go in to see the doctor to the point where you get out. Even that time that, like, um, I think I texted you when I was, like, I had, like, a big old panic attack or whatever. I think the most, and that's, like, they did, like, an EKG on me. They were, like, doing all this shit on, on me. I think the most that was in there was, like, two hours from the point where they were, like, checking my blood pressure and, like, EKG to all these things. And then I was, like, well, I'm very cool. yeah, I was, like, you cool. Get out of here. You're wasting my time. So, so just to determine that it's a, uh, a uh punctured yeah ruptured eardrum like it does seem a little excessive to be in there for 45 minutes Mm -hmm. like it it seems like something that they could just check with a little light and be like yeah it's ruptured man we need to take care of the shit and what's crazy is is that um the last doctor dr kosov that when he saw that that airport like he was doing an interview and he said like actually his ear was like more than fine to get on an airplane so he said it was a little strange to me that the doctor the previous doctor would tell him not to get on the plane you know, because of that. And which, you know, in my mind, I mean, I'm not a medical professional. Like I would have, you know, when I heard that first news, like, Oh, you don't want to leave, you know, you don't want to get that airplane because of your ear injury that might exacerbate. He goes like, actually, because I guess the first doctor that he saw, like was just a general practitioner and he wasn't a specialist. And so I guess like this Dr. Kosa, uh, he 
was more, you know, in tune with like the ear, nose and throat. He says like, no, that actually would have been more beneficial if he had a ruptured eardrum because it would have allowed the pressure to pass through his eardrum as much. So it was like, you know, I was mentioning how like you got to yawn a bunch to, you know, pop your ear. And he said like, no, like that would have actually been more beneficial for him. Like, you know, better than if he wouldn't have had a ruptured eardrum to jump on the plane and go home. Like, so there would have been like no reason for him not to get on that plane initially, which kind of struck me weird. And then I know a lot of people were saying like, well, maybe he had a concussion. Maybe that's why he was being, you know, so paranoid. And then another doctor jumped on one of these videos. He was like saying like a concussion syndrome, like, yeah, like you'll, you'll see those kind of side effects of like paranoia and like hallucinations and stuff, but not like for many years down the line. And like, you'd have to have like repeated head injuries, you know, like any reference, you know, football players and, you know, boxers and MMA fighters or whatever. He's like, you don't see these symptoms like way down the line, you know, like much later on in life. Like, you know, we mentioned, we did an episode like on Aaron Hernandez, like we're talking like decades down the line. And he's like, that just doesn't make sense. Like he gets punched in the ear and then all of a sudden, like he has like these life changing, like, you know, mental breakdowns. He goes, just medically, it just doesn't make sense. It's not impossible, but highly, highly improbable. Yeah, I, I thought that was really strange. You know, we're not doctors, but, like, I, I thought the same thing. Like, we've seen, like, MMA fighter. We saw Nate Robinson get knocked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And, like, like you know, for the most part, there are going to be concussion symptoms for at least, like, 24, 48 hours. And then they'll start to, like very much like wither away to the point where you just have to monitor them now and like he should yeah. be cool like dwight from the office like if anyone's seen that episode where dwight gets a concussion like it's a lot like that like where you're more subdued like you're not all like hyper crazy like fucking running through airports and shit yeah and like really the first like 24 to 48 hours are the ones that you need to be very careful of and make sure that eventually you you get your like rationale back and like your depth perception back and yeah. things like that like um so I thought that was a little weird that that you know he was going full on like into like points of like states of psychosis or whatever like yeah. it was just full on crazy. The, the one thing I I thought was strange and someone did bring this up. I was on the like the Reddit forum for this and somebody was talking about how he was taking this medication which is discontinued now mm -hmm. because apparently like it was dehydrating dehydrating people and like making them go into like almost like malaria like states of like of fevers and also like diarrhea and vomiting but no like real like like it's not like he's on mushrooms or anything like that yeah. it shouldn't be tripping out like ayahuasca or some yeah. shit yeah but he was drinking during this whole trip and he was not eating very much mm -hmm. so an empty stomach with alcohol and medication at this point we don't really know we don't know what that fucking mixed bag now will mm -hmm. turn into of and that's what i was thinking too like cuz i think the medication or the, the antibiotic, like basically what an antibiotic does, it like kills like any bacteria, like good and bacteria within your body. Um, it's gonna like super dehydrate you. Like you said, like the side effects are like diarrhea and vomiting and whatnot. You're drinking that dehydrates the shit out of you. It's very warm at this time of the year in fucking Varna and Bulgaria and shit. Like that's going to dehydrate you. You're outside. Like you're not eating well. You're not really drinking and nourishing your body too well. So again, we don't know what that could have caused, but at the same time, I made that joke about, you know, that Mike Posner song or whatever, that I took a pill in Ibiza. Like basically you're doing <laughs> Molly or whatever, right? Um, you mentioned that he did kind of look like one of those 
you know, you know, German or European like douchey guys. Like I'm not saying that to be disrespectful, but like he looks like the kind of guy like you would see like at Club Hakkasan, like in Las Vegas, and like they're doing fucking Molly, they're doing fucking cocaine, like they're doing like all these like drugs because they're on holiday, like they're wilding out. Yeah. And this Golden Sands area like was the perfect place to wild out. Like you said, like only two of his two of his friends really spoke to the media, but they were kind of very like it seems like they're not telling the whole story. Like maybe they all were like experimenting with drugs. Seven, it's, it's possible. Seven days. Like I think like me, like even like when I was 21, like three days in Vegas, like I'm cool. I think the most I ever stayed in Vegas was like four days. And like everybody was like in agreement. Like, yeah, like this is like overdoing it. Seven days like at a beach resort, like where you're partying, like you're drinking and you're watching like, you know, Euro Cup or World Cup games and shit. Like, you're going to be fucked up at the end of that. And then, like, on top of that, like, you mean to tell me, like, you guys weren't fucking doing, like, drugs out there? Like, it's possible. Like, I didn't do drugs, like, in Vegas at all those four days I was there. But, like, it's very highly possible you guys are doing coke. You guys are doing some some fucking ecstasy and shit. Like, maybe that might have been it. Maybe the reason why he was so paranoid is maybe he, you know, yeah, he did get into a fight with these, you know, rival you know, soccer fans, if you will. Uh, but maybe those rival soccer fans that led into, you know, getting in, getting into scuffle with, you know, these, cause what he said to his friends, like the people that like he actually got in a fight with, like they had like Russian accents, like they had like Eastern European like accents or whatever, like those, maybe they were hired by those other German soccer fans to rough them up. Or what I was thinking too, like if they're doing drugs out there, Maybe like it was like a drug deal gone bad. Maybe he, you know, shifted him from money because he did ask his mom to Western Union him some money. Yeah. Didn't say how much. Wanted her to cancel the credit cards. Like it just seems like something like out of New Jack City where it's just like he's paranoid. He's looking over his shoulder. A fucking construction worker is like walking into like his exam room. Like he's taking off running. He's leaving everything behind. Like he seems like he fucking got into a, a bad drug deal. Yeah, I can definitely see the bad drug deal element of it. Or, you know, you're a tourist. Like, I was thinking, like, when people go to, like, Mexico or whatever, like, people get kidnapped all the time. Just Uh if you look like a tourist, like, if you're in, like, the bad part of Mexico and you look like a tourist, like, you're fucking, like, look too well off or look too something like that. Like, you will get fucking mugged and you will get, like, people get kidnapped in Mexico, like, pretty, like, alarmingly, like, at a frequently high rate. Um, and so I could see how, like that Eastern European part of it, like Bulgaria, like Bulgaria is not known to be like the Paris of Europe or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, like there's a reason people go to Paris for vacation and not like Bulgaria. Yeah. No offense to our Bulgarian audience, but it just seems to be a little more like on the, on the lower side of it, on the lower. Well, there's a reason why the five friends went there because it was a less expensive you know, vacation site. Like it wasn't exactly Miami beach or the Monte Carlo, but it looked like it just yeah. at a discounted price. And, you know, you look at the t- t- statistics, like human trafficking was a big thing for the Bulgarian mafia there in Varna, you know, especially for tourists. And who's to say like, okay, he gets to the hotel. Cause it's right there when he gets to that hotel color, like that's where like all the paranoia starts. Like who's to say like, okay, like, I'm here at this hotel by myself. Let me do a bump of cocaine. Oh, shit. I owe all these guys money. I don't have enough money for, you know, what I just took. 
or who's no like we were talking about like organ harvesting like hostile and shit like that like who's to say like they didn't promise him like you know like oh here's this here's these drugs that you want from us like these innocent drugs like a, a little bit of fucking like some pills or whatnot yeah but and there that, was something maybe else not even that crazy like maybe not even pills like i was thinking like whenever like have you ever taken like an edible or something like that like yeah like edibles will fuck me up. Like when at my height of like smoking weed, like when I was smoking weed like daily, uh-huh. and I ate like an entire like weed brownie, like that shit fucked me up. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that like he w- like maybe that's what it was. Like maybe he just Perhaps. had a lot of weed brownies and like didn't think much of it because it's weed and you trust the weed or whatever. But maybe that that shit hits hits differently. <laughs> yeah, especially like like you hear you listen to like Joey Diaz's podcast like he likes like overdosing people like on his like edibles and shit like just to get like a kick out of him and shit. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he did go into it like with an intent to buy an edible or a pill and what ended up happening they gave him something else so that that way they can harvest his organs or Maybe, maybe that shit was laced with like PCP. Maybe. Or like something else, like to do something else nefarious, like put him into human trafficking. I mean, he wasn't a bad looking guy. Like, you know, you, you that's know. that's real. Like that is a real thing that's out there, man. Like mm-hmm. it is terrifying the fact that like regular ass dude can all of a sudden like get turned into like sex slave for like rich billionaire guy or whatever. Yeah. We keep, we keep referencing hostile. We, I mean, and it, that shit is real. That that shit, the reason why that shit is scary is because that's a real scenario. Yeah, yeah, it's it's terrifying. The whole thing to me is like, the unknown to me will always be like scarier than anything you can ever show me on like any movie or any monster you can show me. Mm-hmm. Because the unknown is like every dark spot in your mind that'll like let you wander and like, what happened to him? Is he, did his organs get, you know? <laughs> and he's not the only one. He's the case of the dude that got away. Yeah. And maybe he didn't get away. We don't know. Maybe they found him down the road and like threw him in the van or something. Yeah. We don't know. Like I'd like to believe that he got away and like he turned out to be Conor McGregor and he's like fighting <laughs> kangaroos in Australia now or something. <laughs> but the reality is if if they didn't get him, if some other like people didn't kidnap him, maybe the elements got him. It was hot, he was dehydrated, he was not eating well. Um, he didn't have money or, you know, maybe he like killed himself. It's possible Like the ocean's right there. You're not going to find his body if once he goes in the ocean. Well, you might, but it would be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't, I, I it, part of me thinks that, yeah, he's no longer with us. Um, some, some of the other theories though, like I don't really buy into this, um, say that, Hey, maybe he was just trying to, he did this on purpose cause he was trying to start a whole new life. Um, but like, I keep that's such a complicated, like, yeah, your dad just had a stroke. Like he would make it a a point to like on his days off to help his mom. It wasn't like his dad was even a quote unquote burning upon him. Like he was like voluntarily like going over there to help out with the situation. He had a really good, a good career, you know, back where he was at. He had a girlfriend, like he had obviously had friends, you know, whether or not they were good friends or not yeah. is debatable. I don't know. We don't know them. Uh, but like he, I mean, he, it's not like he was like, you could see the world around, like around him in Germany, like crumbling around him. And like, he wanted to start over in, in Bulgaria, like teaching surf lessons or whatever yeah. in the black sea. Like it wasn't anything like that. Like, it was just like, I don't really buy into that. Like when I hear like the stories though, of like, okay, his mom could hear his heartbeat over the phone. Um, the taxi that he got into, I don't even think we got into that. Like the, the taxi driver said that like he, his eyes were like super dilated, you know, all these things. Like he's, 
all these. So that okay, so that's one of those things. That whole thing about the eyes being dilated—that actually comes from the girl that was sharing the taxi okay. with, her, with him. Which, which is weird that that little story gets really like boggled up. So many things about this story, and it might be a translation thing from like Russian to Bulgarian German. to like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Russian. Russian. Sorry, German. German. Ger- I, get, I don't know why I get Russians and Germans mixed up. It's all white people, man. They all look alike, man. Yeah. I just, I just told you this guy looks like Conor McGregor and shit. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It, it that just screams like cocaine to me. You know, like when I hear yeah. like, you know, Eddie, uh, Charlie Murphy's true Hollywood stories about Rick James and, you know, every single behind the music, VH1 behind the music, you know, all these people on cocaine and shit like that. Like it just screams cocaine, paranoia, cocaine, you know, just like everything about it, just cocaine. And oh, yeah, you're not eating. You're not drinking well. Like, yeah, yeah, I could totally see something like this happening if you took you know, some either took some bad cocaine or fucking, you know, some pure ass cocaine. You he know? got a hold of some bad stuff. Yeah, there you go. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, hopefully his family finds him. It seems like his mom, like she, I guess she actually like hired a private investigator to go, you know, find some stuff. He's found like pretty much zero evidence out there. Like he posted like all sorts of flyers, went to like all these like small Bulgarian towns and posted flyers all over like a lost puppy hasn't found anything. His mom actually let leaves the dad in Germany to go find him in Bulgaria and shit. And it just seems like, again, like I referenced at the beginning of this episode, like, yeah, I know we've probably told some do- jokes and probably been a little bit too insensitive to it, but it's at the heart of it, it's just like, you have a mom that's really missing her son right now. And hopefully by us telling us some, you know, dick and fart jokes here, like, you know, makes people actively, you know, shine some light on this and make, who knows, maybe you're fucking working McDonald's one night and fucking Lars Matank comes up and orders a big and tasty and you can bring some justice for Scott meal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's the whole thing to me is the sad part is everything that the mom's gone through. I didn't know that she was leaving the dad who did that had a stroke like, and he might still need help. And like, she's still that, that is a tough life. Like everything that the mom's been through Sounds really difficult to lose a son. I I would imagine at this point she probably hasn't given up hope that he's still out there and alive, but it is really difficult to like. And it's gotta suck too, cause like you see like all these like oh I saw him in Canada, I saw him in Brazil, like getting your hopes up like that. Yeah, 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 it, it, and that's the other thing. And I'm sure Reddit's pretty good about like not like just going down rabbit holes, unless it's September fifth. But um, <laughs> but for the most part, Reddit's pretty good about like like fact checking people that have claims on there. Yeah. And that was one of those claims as soon as somebody brought that up they were like they shot it down. They're like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, just the whole fact that like he doesn't have any passport or any kind of identification, all of a sudden you're gonna find yourself like four thousand miles across the globe. Like Canada, yeah. yeah, that doesn't make no sense. Especially with Canada, it's like pretty hard to get into Canada. Like speaking as someone who's traveled to Canada a few times, it's pretty hard to get in there. Dude, it's like hard to get to like other states now, especially like starting next year, once the real ID goes into act, like I'm, I already got that shit out of my way. Like I'm glad I got the real ID and like we're cool, Same whatever, here, baby. But like, I was like, man, are you telling me like I'm not gonna be able to like take a plane to like a neighboring state or like just drive to a different state without getting stopped and the getting globalists killed? are taking over? Get out of here, you goddamn globalists, <laughs> dude, man. Anyways, um, you got anything else? Nah, that's it, man. Guys, keep an eye out for Lars. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out. I, I actually, I love, I don't want to say I love missing people cases or anything like that because it sucks and people are suffering. 
But I like covering them because they always bring me back to my whole like unsolved mysteries and like wanting to solve type this type of like scenarios. So like, oh, I dig it. Anyways, uh, guys, uh, I'll let you do your whole El Yucateco thing. My shout out for the day. I'm trying to think. Frank Delgado from the Deftones birthdays today, so I'll give him a shout out. Shout out, Frank. Keep <laughs> doing what you're doing, Playboy. Um, so with that said, everybody, um, you don't got anything else. I can't think of anything, man. Oh, not really. I was going to tell you off air, but I'll tell her on air here. Um, so there's like a house down the street on like Renegade. I don't want to say exactly where Jacob lives, but there's a house nearby where Jacob lives. And um, I was looking at it and it's on sale and like it's pretty good price range. But like the roof is like made out of clay or something like they sp- it, it looks like something they did in the 70s where like uh... it was supposed to like make it last a billion years. But it looks like shit. Like it, it, I was just gonna talk to you about it, like the whole thing about like about those houses. But it's a nice neighborhood. I like this neighbor. I like this area of Bakersfield, and I I always wanted to like stay on the east side of Bakersfield. So might kill two birds with one stone. Although that roof situation, goddamn. And roofs are expensive, sir. Yeah. So I be be on be aware of that. So. Guys, if you want to help Art out with his roof situation, if he buys that house just up the street from my house so we can continue this friendship until our late 80s when we hopefully pass away by that time, <laughs> um, you can go to our Patreon where you can you know hook us up with a dollar, $5, $10, $20. Or you can be like Alejandra or Nicole Smith-Boss like, where there's like a $15 donation every month. But that will get you a brand new exclusive Patreon-only episode every single week. I know we've missed a couple weeks here and there, but I've made it up with some pictures uh, from back in our Target days that I posted there. I thought that would have been funny just to put up, you know, in lieu of an extra episode. Seems like a couple of you guys dug that because there's some stories that we've told on air that kind of mirror that in photo photo form. So go there, help the podcast out. Um, All those proceeds, they go to helping us out with the podcast. I want to get some new mics there and... um, Hopefully, when Apple drops their new computers, we can upgrade to that <laughs> to help with the editing process. Got the timeline down there. So if you want to help the podcast out a little bit, go to patreon.com slash America. Go to all the social medias at America, where you can you know like and love our pictures that we put on there. I, that's like one of my favorite things to do is like, you know, the, the episode art and like the you know, the little video clips and audio clips are there. I, lo- I love doing that. And that's probably the best place. If you want to interact with us, check the DMs and stuff like that. Go there to the Instagrams, Facebook, where we have our official Facebook group, where we always post like current events and funny ass shit there. You can also interact with other Art and Jacob to America fans. And maybe we might put you on an episode. There's an episode I want to propose to Art for next week. We'll see. We might have a guest on for that. I don't know yet. We'll see. Uh, but also, too, make sure you check out our sponsors, El Yucateco and Caveman Coffee. Guys, go there to their websites, enter promo code AMERICA at Caveman Coffee for 15% off. Go to elucateco.com and enter promo code DOAMERICA for 10% off. Get all the supplies there. Show some love by posting on social media, tagging them, tagging us. As well as our Tee Public, that's where all of our merch is at. We currently have three designs up there. Hopefully, in the new year, we will have some more. I'm trying to brainstorm, you know, to get some new designs up there or whatever, so I can have more variety and shit. Um, but by the time you hear this episode, um, I know Tee Public is running a 35% off um, Cyber Monday deal. So 
you're lucky enough to hear the episode right when it drops, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning, go to tpublic.com, get yourself a discounted t-shirt, help support the podcast that way. Fuck. I'm tired as fuck. I'm hungry as fuck. Yeah, I've got man. anything else. Guys, let's keep an eye out for Lars. And with that said, everybody, Art, you got any anything in? No, no, that's it. I'm good. All I'm right. good, fam. All right. We'll see you next week. Have a good night. Good night. One more quick thing. Forgot to add this on to the end of the podcast right now, but please make sure you're going to the Podbelly Network. Guys, Art and Jacob Do America is a proud member of the Podbelly Network, even though we're saving this till the end. But make sure you check out other great podcasts on the Podcast Network, such as our sisters from the We're Not Sure Yet podcast, as well as the World Famous Sofa King podcast, Project Reclamation, Hillbilly Horror Stories, as well as some other great podcasts like Ectoplasm, the Mind Frame podcast, and our homeboy Eddie from the RRBG podcast. So with that said, everybody, have a good night.